This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. Happy Sunday, everybody. Hey, and happy Mother's Day. I'm super excited to be with you guys on this special day. I love and admire moms. I just think that we bring so much value to so many things, right? I do. I'm a mom. I'm allowed to say that. I think that we add so much value to our world. You guys, we are the front lines. We are homemakers. We are cheerleaders. We are counselors. Um, we are in our police forces. We add so much value to our communities. So I truly celebrate what we are today, not just what we do, actually who we are, because I think we're pretty awesome. And another fun thing today is you're in my home. So literally, from my home to yours, happy Mother's Day. This is where all my mothering magic happens, and the not-so-magic, right? But thank God we have him to help us. Um, God is so good to help us when we ask for wisdom and direction, and not just in mothering, but also in every other part of our lives. So let's pray. Let's ask God for his help today. Jesus, thank you so much that you're with us and that you fill our homes and our lives, God. I thank you for your word. I, hope, I pray that you would help us learn from it today and that we'd have a great morning. And God, I just pray something particular today, and that's for very good weather for Nova Scotia and Newfoundland. In Jesus' name. And I throw in Newfoundland because that's my family, and they watch, so I need to do that. And I love them. You guys, what comes to your mind when I say value village, value village. I know for me, I think about value village, the thrift store, right? I mean, my brother-in-law calls it Baloo Village. He just fancies it up and it cracks me up. Value village, it's a thrift shop. My kids bugged their Nana so that she could take them there shopping. I'm not a big shopper. like. I don't do well online, I don't do well thrifting, I don't do well shopping in the malls. So it was great that they had their Nana to be able to do that with them. What about something else? What else comes to mind when you think about Value Village? Another thing that comes to my mind is the phrase, which you've all probably heard, that it takes a village to raise your kids. A village. It takes an entire community to interact with Give them experiences, help them grow in a safe and healthy way. For an example, school. School for us, because our kids went to public school, was a really great place for them to be human. In this quarantine time, just let me like unpack that for a second. In this quarantine time, I find that my children have become non-verbal zombies. And it's because of these things right here. You see, they're AirPods. And once they go in your ear, these kids stop moving, they stop talking, they stop feeding themselves, they stop doing a whole lot of things. Whereas school actually helped them get up, put daytime clothes on, leave the house, exercise their brain, speak to people, they actually would use words, feed themselves, and then return home. It was a win-win. But now our villages look different, hey? Like the village of our home, the village of our schools, like what we are as a church. All the villages look a little different. 
But what about the value? What do we as a village value? That's something I want us to think about today. I know for me, I want to value what Jesus values. I definitely want to do that. And I want, I know that Jesus actually puts value on all people, no matter what race, no matter what gender they are. But today I want to unpack how Jesus put value and importance and so much worth on the lives of young people and children. They're, they really, he did. Although there is so much benefit in the village part of, of this, of these two words, Village is vital. My friends, they actually do such a cool celebration at birthday time with their kids. They have all the family and friends, grandparents, um, sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, everybody comes together. And they sit around, and once the child blows out their candles and they sit there, they have everybody comment and tell the child what they love about them most or what they appreciate about them or what they pull or what they what the kid is good at. And then just this past birthday at my friend's house, the grandparents were there. Again, I got to see this boy's village, right? I see the grandfather when it's his time to come in and share what he loves about this boy. He comes in and he stands up and he looks right at this kid. And he's like, I love you so much. Calls him by his three names and then he says, I just value you. You are so fun to be with. You are the best company. You're the best athlete. You are smart. I just love you so much. And I think about that when I say that point about our village is vital. The grandparents and all the relationships that add support and love and invest into the lives of our kids, that village part is so important. But the value is not just in the infrastructure of the village. The value is in the next generation. The value is in who's coming next. That's why Jesus valued the young people and children. It matters about those relationships, right? It matters the people that feed into our kids' lives and who's around them and what's happening. It also matters not just what happens in our homes, and our. it matters what happens in our schools. Like it matters right now that there's kids that may not have a meal because they're not at school and that's where they would get it. They are not getting the care. They're not getting the attention. And then it matters, too, about the kids who are working super hard online, working hard because they're going to graduate this year. They've got accepted to nursing. And it matters. There's value on the little tinies that require so much of our time and energy. I mean, it's exhausting. I want to read this morning from Mark 9. And I think this is a really cool picture to show us what actually Jesus valued. Um, I'm going to start in verse 14 here. And Peter and James and John, they're all hanging out and they're coming down from um, in the further chapter, in the one before it, they're coming down the hill and they're hanging out with Jesus. And this is what it says. I'll start in verse 14. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd, or a village, around them, and the teachers of the law arguing with them. So again, the disciples are there, extra friends of Jesus. Jesus is coming with his friends. 
But when he walks into this village, Jesus sees teachers of the law and the disciples kind of having a little argument. As soon as the people all saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about, Jesus asked. I mean, like, that's a mom line if I ever heard it. Do you spend your days saying, what are you arguing about? Well, we're like Jesus. That's what we can say now. A man in the crowd answered when Jesus asked this. He said, teacher, I brought you my son who was possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of his speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Oh, unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. Did you get my eye roll there? Okay, I know Jesus wouldn't eye roll because he was like amazing and perfect. But again, I think he eye rolled. How long shall I stay with you? My gosh, he's thinking, how long do I have to put up with you? Bring that boy to me. So they did. They brought the boy to him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? Like, that's important right there to make note of. You know, Jesus asked that question, not because he didn't know the answer. And the dad answers him, and he says, from childhood. It has often thrown him into a fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, this is the dad, like, begging at this point, groveling with Jesus. If you can do anything, take pity on us. And help us. If you can, Jesus said, everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, I do believe, help me with my unbelief, and would you heal my boy, right? When Jesus saw that the crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. He said, you deaf and mute spirit, I command you to come out and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed, him violently, and it came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said that the boy was dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, Jesus did, and I don't think he sighed at them, but... He said, this kind can only come out by prayer. If I can go back to the beginning of this text, back to the beginning where Jesus and his buddies come down from the mountain and walk into the village, and there's a huge crowd, okay? And I'm going to call that a village. I'm going to paint the picture of what it is in our modern day, that there's teachers there. There's disciples, which were friends of Jesus. There's strangers, there's people coming and going, there's people who could care less about the dad in this desperate need with his son. And the village is not just a bunch of people, you guys. The village has um, depth in it. There's people with desires and hidden motives and needs in this crowd, in this village. And I want to ask you today, if you could think about this, who are you in the village? Who are you in this scenario? Are you the leader? Or 
are you the teacher? I'll tell you who I don't want to be. And that's the disciples in this scenario. I mean, I think they tried their best. I think they did what they could. But in verse 28, it says there, the disciples, um, the, the father asks him, I asked your disciples. This was a statement that the father makes. He goes, I asked your disciples and they weren't able to help me. I'm thinking, I, I don't want to be the people who can't help. I want to be able to help. And I think about us as a local church in this context. You know, we're the infrastructure on this earth that represents Jesus. And are we helping? So that's, that's kind of a question that you can ask yourself today. Jesus actually responds and he says, Oh, unbelieving generation. He says, bring that boy to me. Jesus has had it. He's like, I am all done. I'm going all Papa Bear. I want, I'm, I'm done. I hear you arguing. I hear all the fuss in the village. You're actually my best friends and you're kind of embarrassing me. You're not even able to help. The teachers of the law, they're supposed to be the ones who know what's happening. They know what Jesus values and they still can't help. They're the ones caught arguing with the disciples. There's a version that says they were actually confronting the disciples on what was happening. So Jesus is upset, right? No one's able to help this boy, not even his friends. And if you skip over a couple of chapters in even Mark 10, it says um, the disciples were there. They blew it again, you guys. The disciples were rebuking the kids that were trying to get to Jesus again. And it says here, when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He's like, seriously, go on. You cannot be telling these kids to get. That was a Jimmy Fallon plug if you didn't get it. No, he says, don't do that. He became indignant when he saw people turn away what he valued. Bring the boy to me. And again, this actually reminds me in modern day of some very good friends of mine who are just a fantastic village, if I could say. They're a foster family. I mean, they literally cry out, bring these children to me. They have five kids that they've adopted, and now they have also another little girl that they're working on adopting and fostering. I mean, they literally, they are a village that sees value that has been so vital to the next generation. Their oldest daughter is going to graduate this year. It's fantastic the, the value that this family has seen to impact all those kids, just like Jesus says. So what happens in childhood is so powerful. And this is what my friend's family, they notice that. They're like, no, we're going to help them in their childhood. We're going to help them because it's, it's powerful. And in verse 21, Jesus even says this. When he asks the boy the question about how long has this child been like this, he's really proving a point. He's not saying it just because he doesn't know. The father asks, and Jesus definitely is heartbroken when he hears this, because I was. 
The dad responds after Jesus asks him, how long has the child been like this? He says, from childhood. Another version, in the message version, says it like this. Ever since he was a little boy. I mean, you heard the story. It's horrible. Everything that he's encountered, it's horrible. That no one could help him. That the value wasn't there. We are who we are because what happens in our childhood. Now, don't get me wrong. There's hope. And when we believe in Jesus, he can change any childhood from any kind of crisis, from any kind of neglect. We have the hope in Jesus Christ that he can help us. But I know that who we are is because of who we are in our childhood. Putting value on young people and children is so much better than fixing them as adults. I mean, again, we're not perfect. I heard a statement about, um, actually, I think it was on Instagram, and somebody said, my kids don't even realize they're watching me grow up, right? We're still learning as parents. We're still learning as a village. But I do think about how many people are out there that don't know the value in their lives, that they don't know the value of their purity in their youth, that they don't know the value of their hearts. The dad gives up, you guys, in the village. He gives up, but he goes straight to the source. He says, excuse me, teacher, no, excuse me, I'm all done. He says, I asked, and they couldn't help me. And then he begs. The dad asks, he says, please, can you put, like, have pity on me? Can you help me? And he asked for two things. He said, can you help me overcome my unbelief? And can you heal my son? And Jesus says this, which is so powerful. He says, everything is possible for those who believe. Everything is. Just the power of believing. And he heals the boy. I want to be that village. When I paint myself in that village and think about who I am, my character changes. <laughs> I, I, I want to be Jesus. I want to value what Jesus values, and then I want to be the teacher. I want to know what Jesus values. I want to be the disciple. I want to be a local church that represents everything Jesus values because we're close to him and we love him. I want to be a village that believes, believes in God, and believes in God and what God values. Nova is a village today. Collectively, all behind our screens, we're a village. Even though it looks different, right? We're not at Bella Rose. We're not hanging out. We're not laughing and having our coffee. But we are still a village. Even though it looks different, the value has not changed. The value is still there to value what God values. We are a community that helps people interact with God, that gives them the experience and helps them grow in a, health and in a healthy and safe way. Remember, right back at the beginning, this is exactly what we are as a village. That has not changed. We value what Jesus values, and we help people. We help people. We see value in families. 
We believe God is there. We believe that we can help families walk out their faith. We can point them to God and show them what we believe and how good God is. We see value in our youth. We miss them. We love watching them at the merch table and running around and doing the kids' check-in. We value our kids. Our village is about those kids. The ones who aren't a part of our village directly, but the ones that are now out of school and need lunches. The kids that are in hospitals that need iPads. The kids that are at home that need groceries. We see value in you. We do, at NOVA, invest our time and resources. We run, we, we run such great curriculum. But again, it's not about the lessons. It's about the love. It's about the love. My contacts are foggy. <laughs> We see value, so much value in the expecting and hopeful moms. You saw in the video earlier that we gave out the flower deliveries to those expecting moms. We care about you. You're at a different season right now with COVID, expecting your new baby, having to go to the hospital. It's a little different, but we value you. We miss your baby bumps. <laughs> we miss you. We value prayer because this is what Jesus said. The disciples got alone with him privately. I do that, right? You know God hears you. You get alone with him privately and you ask, why? Why not? How come? What happened there? You know, on this side of eternity, sometimes we don't have the answers. But we do, I go to God privately and I ask why. And in verse 28, the disciples, they're saying, why couldn't we help the boy? Why couldn't we do it? What were we missing? And I don't think that they were missing this, but this is what Jesus said. He replies and says that this only comes out by prayer. Prayer is not difficult. It's a connection with God. You can just call on him and he hears you. And we are a village at Nova that believes in that prayer. We believe that we can go to God. And this is it, and I'm done. I want to ask you this morning, you know, are you, do you want prayer? Do you want Jesus to help you? Because he's so faithful. He's so faithful. And we have a village of people who would love Nothing better than to pray with you this morning. And you're going to see on the screen. You're going to see. You're going to be able to text faith to that number. And we'll have a village who'll go to Jesus for you today and ask for help. And God will be faithful. God will heal. God will help. So this morning, I just want to remind you, we're a village here to help you. 
as Nova Church, if you need anything, we're here. You can reach out. And we're a village of people who can pray for you. So today I'm going to end. And I so hope that today you feel celebrated, moms. And that today you find hope in the Word of God. I hope you've learned. I hope you know that God loves you. And that He cares about you. And that you collectively, hey, not just us here at Nova, but you out there that I pray and believe for you that you would be a village, you guys, a village that puts value on all people. All people are important to God. Stay strong, stay safe, have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next week.